Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis. This is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be chatting with three-time Grammy winner Reba McIntyre, also known as the Queen of Country. Reba recently re-released her iconic triple platinum album, Rumor Has It, in honor of the record's 30th anniversary. Originally released in 1990, Rumor Has It features four top 10 hits, including You Lie, Fallen Out of Love, and her signature hit, Fancy, a song she almost didn't get to record. We're going to chat with Reba from her home in Nashville about the album, the ups and downs of life in quarantine, and some of the standout moments of her legendary career as a singer and actress. Okay, let's get to this podcast with Reba McIntyre. Good morning, Marilyn. How you doing today? I'm really great. I, I I was so looking forward to talking to you today. And prior to this lockdown, I knew you were coming to Canada. And I was so excited about seeing you in concert. And, and that's been kind of uh, put on pause for a while. Yeah, it has, unfortunately. We're ready to get back on tour, come to Canada, see all of you. And thanks to all of you Canadians for being so nice to us when we come up there to either tour or just vacation. You're always so nice to us. Well, we can't wait for this lockdown to be over to get some uh, concert tour schedule information. How are things for you in Nashville? I know lockdown has been uh, an emotional one for you. It really was. um, Right before the shutdown, the lockdown, the pandemic, I was in Oklahoma helping uh, take care of our mama, Jacqueline McIntyre, and she passed uh, March the 15th, the 14th, Mm -hmm. and I went back and and stayed for until right after Mother's Day, May the 11th, and helped uh, my brother and sisters, Alice Pake and Susie, kind of clean mama's house out and separate everything. It was Mm -hmm. very emotional, but it was very healing. It was fun. We laughed, we cried, but mainly we got to stay together, and I know mama was smiling about that. Your mother was a big part of the start of your career, along with your other sibs. What was the impact that your mother had for those that do not know? Mama had a huge impact on our lives, all four of us kids. When people would say, oh, you must be so proud of Reba, and she'd look at them, she'd, I'm proud of all my kids. She, Boy, she was our biggest <laughs> cheerleader, our biggest supporter, and she was the one that taught us how to sing, uh, taught us how to do three, four-part harmonies. And she was the one that took us to rodeos, basketball games, and to any singing jobs that we had. And she was the one that took me to Nashville the very first time to um, when I got to go down and, and do some demonstration tapes with Red Stegall and Glenn Sutton. When did you know that you had a voice? When I mean, there's other people around you that say, you're great. But when did you feel like, I, I think I'm okay. I'm good. I've got this. You know, it's funny, and when I finally figured out how to get good attention, and that was to sing, because I usually got in trouble because I either talked too much or I was just running around too much or getting into trouble. <laughs> but when when they would say in the first grade, who would like to sing a solo at the Christmas program, I'd raise my hand. Whether it was whatever <laughs> event it was, I was always volunteering to mm. sing, and that's when I got attention. I thought, hey, this might work out to be very, very lucrative for me. <laughs> And it did. It did. Hey, one of the reasons why we're talking to you today is the 30th anniversary of your triple platinum record. I mean, can you believe it's 30 years for Rumor Has It? You know, in a way, it just seems like it was yesterday. And then another way, it's just like, golly, it was 110 years ago. But my son, Shelby, I had him right before we released this album in 1990, February. And now he's a race car driver doing well 
and I'm just so proud of him and all my kids. And we're we're having fun still, especially re-releasing this album. There were four great singles on it, but wonderful songs other than just the singles that I was very proud of. And, of course, the iconic Fancy that I loved when Bobby Gentry first put it out in 1968 being on it. We also have three different versions of Fancy on it with the um, original, the dance mix, and then the acoustic version that we did at the Ryman Auditorium. So it's a special Which album. I've got to ask I think you. that the songs still hold yeah. up now today. Yeah, I do too. Because I was listening to the whole album this weekend Thanks. again, which like it's it's comfort food too. You know what I'm saying? Going back in time and yeah. such an impactful uh, album. But let's talk about fancy. It's in in the world of music's evergreen because other people have covered it. You know, uh, Orville Peck has covered it. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race they did it this summer. But I I want to say this to you: What was it like for you to re-record it in the iconic Ryman Theater? It was fun. It was different. That just shows you that no matter what the production is, Fancy is a strong song that can stand on mm-hmm. its own. Acapella, probably, if you could follow it, because uh, that's it's a really hard song to sing without music. But it was very, it was very interesting to hear the people after the show saying, "Wow, I, I never thought you could do it. Just, just broken down so much, like with just three instruments." But it is such a wonderful song. Kudos to Bobby Gentry for writing such a wonderful, spectacular song. Now, you didn't know, did you know what the song was about when you were recording it? Were were people afraid for you to record it? There was a story behind that. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Bowen, who was the head of the record label, he, I had said, what do you think about me doing doing a remake of Fancy? And he said, oh, you don't need to be singing about that. And I said, well... Okay. So when I got with Tony Brown in 1990, this was our first album to record together. He said, well, are there any songs you'd like to do a remake on? I went, fancy? He said, oh my gosh, that's my favorite (laughs) song of all time. So we went in the studio and re-recorded it. And you know, it's interesting because uh, uh, for those who don't know who Tony, uh, it's Tony Brown, right? Uh Uh-huh. What is it about him? Like he was, he, he, uh, is it, is it that he allowed you to be more of who you are today uh, when you went into uh, the recording studio? I mean, you have to be comfortable with your producer for sure. Oh, totally. And Tony and I knew each other for many years working at MCA Records. Um, he He's just a music man. He used to play piano for Elvis. And so he's he's great about me. He loves music and he loves to find songs. And we just had a wonderful time talking about what songs we were going to record. And I'm just thrilled that he said, I'm for it. You know, an artist can kind of say, no, I insist. I want to record this song. But it's better when the artist and the producer are in sync with the with the music and the songs you're going to record. Mm-hmm. It's just more energy mm-hmm. without somebody pulling back. Let's not even forget about the great video that went along with Fancy. That's, I mean, videos back then really made people... Uh, you know, uh, actors. I mean, you, you, you're a natural. Oh, thanks. Did you love it? <laughs> Everybody, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I did not. No, I don't like shooting videos at all. It's like a mini movie. That's what they used to call my videos. It would take four, uh, four days to do them. Uh, now we can knock them out yeah. in a, a day and a half, maybe two, but, um, they, they are hard and it's a lot of time. It's very consuming, but it's very well worth it. And I'm so glad we did the very video like we did for Fancy. 
We're talking about the 30th anniversary edition of Rumor Has It. When you recorded that album, did you know that this was going to be like, like out of the park? Did you have that feeling? You know, everything has happened wonderfully. Went way past my wildest imagination. When I first got started in this business, I thought you had a, radio, a, a song on the radio and you got a bus. You got rich. Well, you got a number one record. Well, none of that happened for me. I didn't get a number one record till uh, I started in 76 and they had a number one record in 83. Everything became really slow, but greater than my expectations. I am just thrilled to pieces that uh, the songwriters let me sing their songs on the Rumor Has It album and that those songs are still relevant today. People can relate to them just like they did in 1990. And that's the, that's the mm-hmm. power of a song. That's the power of music where it can be held up throughout the years. Do you remember the first time you ever heard one of your songs on the radio? That moment? Oh, yeah. We were in Chockey, Oklahoma. We had an old staticky radio that if you touched it, it would shock you. And uh, <laughs> we were sitting in the, in the hallway there by Susie's yeah. bedroom at Mama's house. And um, it was a song on KNED, no, KVOO Tulsa, Oklahoma. Billy Parker was playing it. And uh, it was my very first single, I Don't Want to Be a One-Night Stand. And I was standing up against the wall there in the hall. I just slid to the floor. Mama Susie and I, we all three started crying. Oh, Reba, that's such a magical time. You know, I just I just yeah. read this morning that Jessica Chastain is going to do the biopic or miniseries of the life of Tammy Wynette. You have such a great story. If you could pick anybody to be Reba McIntyre from from then to now, who would that be? You could think about that for a little bit. But oh my. I'm just wondering. Gosh, it's, it's yeah, I'd have great. to think about that. You'd have to. So while you're doing that, we'll talk about the release of the new music video for your song, What If. So let's talk about that. You re, re, you reworked the video, am I right? Yes, we did. And we re-released it because we thought, now's the time for this song. It's another one of those songs that people will always be re, re, relating to yeah. it. But also it's a yeah. song that all of us need right now. Let's join together. Yeah. Let's not fight. Let's not. I mean, if you can't agree, let's agree to disagree. But it's always better if we can talk it out, listen to the other person's view, give them the benefit of a doubt, might learn something. Just to block them off is not sure. educational at all. You're not ever going to learn what the other side thinks. That's good. That's so true. So true. So while you're still thinking of who's going to play you in the story of Reba McIntyre, how about answering this question? Who? Tell me. Okay, tell me. Can you hear Nicole Kidman with an Oklahoma accent? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. I I think so. She lived in Nashville for a while, did she not? Yeah. Okay, you start working on that. Yeah. 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 I like that. So (laughs) here's this scenario. Okay, here's the scenario. You're at the Ryman for the first time. You're backstage. I got the pleasure of doing that once, just I was so amazed by the people that I saw. You're there. You're brand new. Who do you meet for the first time? And you cannot believe you're talking to this person. Well, the first time I got to sing at the Grand Ole Opry was when it was at Opryland, not at the Ryman. But that was on September 17th, 1977. And Dolly Parton walks in and 
you know, kind of the Red Sea parts, Dolly walks in and everybody's up against the wall. And I thought she is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I didn't get to meet her that night, but I got to, I was probably three feet away from her. So I was, I was just in awe. But you got to work with her later on on your sitcom. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was so much fun. And she was so nice to everybody, no matter what their job was. She was, she treated everybody the same and came in with a smile, worked hard, showed up on time, knew everybody's line plus hers. And we've gotten to work with her on that. And she's one of my guests on our Spotify podcast that we're having so much fun. Melissa Peterman and I are doing a podcast. And so Dolly was one of our guests. And so it's just so wonderful to get to have friends in the business that I can learn from still. She's a hardworking yes. woman with a huge heart. Yeah, I love her. And speaking speaking of Spotify, where can people follow you, Reba McIntyre? Because that's uh, you can't be here in person to do concerts, but where can we follow you? Well, you can follow us on uh, the Spotify. Uh, we're going to have our podcast out on September the twenty first. It's called Living and Learning. It's it was a blast to get to do that with Melissa because she's funny as she can be. It has very she's very curious, so she always asks the right questions. I just kind of follow along and laugh. That's all I do. Oh, I think you do more than that. But I want to also ask you a couple other questions, too. One of the things I learned from you a long time ago, it's not really a question, is I remember when Shelby was born, because my son's 32, and you were saying that because, you know, you were doing very well, you would be on the street. I remember, maybe it was a Crook and Chase interview, not sure. But anyway, you said when you were walking on the street, when people would come up because they're fans of yours, you'd say, not right now, this is Shelby time. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Because I yeah. wanted to separate it. If if you stand and visit with fans when it's Shelby's time, it's I, I think he would have gone uh grown resentment to my fans. Um yes. but right. now he's he totally even when he was a young kid, he totally got it. He would go to meet and greets with me and he would visit with the fans and, and cut up and, and uh, just be as cute as a button. So he totally understood how important my fans are to me, were then, are now. Aww. And so it was very are important now. for me to have that time with him. And everybody, everybody got it and understood it. And they said hi, we took a picture and yeah. everything went on. I love that because it was it was it was you t- being a mom. It was also you telling your fans this is what this is all about, which I love. Reba McIntyre, yeah. not enough time to talk to you. So happy about the 30th anniversary re-release of Rumor Has It. You're a delight. I already knew that, and I hope to meet you in person someday. Marilyn, I would love that. Thank you for your time this morning. I hope you have a great day. Reba, last thing to say anything to your Canadian fans one more time. Thanks for the super hospitality that you guys always showed us. We can't wait to get back up and see you real soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Reva. Bye for now. You bet. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.